Too Many Comics, episode 177. Uh, Brooks, before we get into things, what did you think of the return of the uh, old intro last week? I caught me by surprise. Did but, it really? Uh, I thought I kind of yeah, mentioned that I'd do that. I mean, you said you were gonna, and then I heard, I was like, ah, oh, that thing again. I love it. I mean, maybe on episode 200, we can do it. Do it again. I do have an app that will uh, create a soundboard that I can pipe in some sound effects and stuff. Oh, um, no. I just need to set it up. So, you know, someday. Okay. Well, you know, l- let's think about episode 200, okay. which was, which could be a good six months from now, which, was, which I like. like a, um, interview. You know what, though? I can't wait. Before we even start the show. I, I, so I thought about interviews, and I thought it's been a long time. Who could we get? What could we do? I was downtown today for a meeting, and I thought to myself, I'm going to go get White Widow, which we could not find anywhere. I made it to, to uh, Midtown Comics. Uh-huh. It's it's frigid up here. Made it in, looked around. They don't got it. Oh, my God. So so, so I don't know what to say. I was I was hopeful to catch the uh, the creator of this book. I, I'm not even going to bother saying his name at this point because what's the point? We're never going to read the book. But I, I tried. That was my intention. And oh, I failed. Listen, I give you all the props in the world. I tried. In I mean, the look, world, I said. I mean, I didn't. Th- but here's what I didn't do. Um, you, you know, when you go, some comic book stores, they they organize stuff in a way where you're like, I don't know how you, you guys are, did this, but I'm I'm gonna find what I want. And then they come, and they're like, Can I help you? And you're like, No. <laughs> <laughs> I could have asked. I did not. But they, it was not in the section where it should have been, and that's all I need to say about that. So. White Widow is a uh, it's a it's a it's my it's my white whale. Frankly, I'm it's never a collector's it. edition. Apparently, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to uh, we talked last week about Black Panther being up for you know the the big time award at the Oscars. Uh, since then, they have won outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture from the SAG Awards. Great. Have we hit big deal status yet? I mean, it's made a ton of money. I mean, what do you want? Are we are we classified as haters by not thinking that it's like... A, I didn't see this movie. I thought it was a very good movie. And I said last week, it's not my... I didn't think it was the best MCU movie. And uh, I think it could win, like, a lot of things of, you know, like character like design, costume, set, and yeah, costume. That, that, yeah, but, yeah. like, best... Was that great of a movie? <laughs> I'm getting lost of that. I mean, look, I, I hear what you're saying, and I think that we, we tread on dangerous ice when we when we don't give credence to movies of this magnitude. And and I, I'm going to move on quickly from, from that sentiment because the, the, the idea is it was a well-made movie. I think that it's getting accolades for lots of things that include things like really shining a light on diversity in comics and, and movies and comic movies and, and all that. And I don't want to discredit that in any way. But I think the one thing that I have been struggling with recently is so this whole Bill Maher thing. Are you familiar with, with any of this controversy? I have uh, speed read some of the stuff. So fill me oh. in. Okay. So when Stan Lee died back in November, um, many celebrities, I think is a way to pay tribute or, or an homage or whatever it is, um, were posting pictures of themselves with him, you know, sort of saying like, you know, why they enjoyed his, who he represented in their life and, and all that stuff. And of course then superhero stuff was getting that much more pumped up in our everyday culture. And, you know, Bill Maher made a comment about how chintzy and schmaltzy it was that celebrities were glomming onto a death this way. Then, and, and people obviously took issue with that because Stanley, again, like it or lump it, 
uh, he, was, he was 95 years old. He really did pave the way for a lot of the books you and I are in fact reading right now, or at least the people that are writing them were at one time or another influenced by his influence. That's redundant, but that's what it was. <laughs> <clears throat> so he appeared this past week, and I, I'm going to truncate what he said, but he got on his show on HBO and he articulated his point even further about him saying basically that he was not shitting on Stan Lee, but more delicately and appropriately – all of his fans, including me and you. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> all right, so let me just read some of this. It says, um, to every person on social media who's asked me since November, Bill, what do you have to say about Stan Lee? And to every paparazzi outside the restaurant who's still shouting at me, Bill, what about the Stan Lee thing? Okay, your day has come. I posted on a blog that in no way was an attack on Mr. Lee, but took occasion to of his death to express my dismay at people who think comic books are literature and superhero movies are great cinema, and who in general are stuck in an everlasting childhood. Bragging that you're all about the Marvel Universe is like boasting that your mother still pins your mittens to your sleeves, he wrote. And there's much, much more. And it concludes that he says, basically, um, while I'm sad that Stanley is dead... I'm more sad that you are all still alive. That's what he said about people that really sort of appreciate comic book culture and all that it has really informed in terms of just movies and books and and really becoming more mainstream. Where at a certain point in people's lives, and I don't know if you even appreciate this, your brother might, to read comic books when you were younger, when I was younger, was almost like a secret because it was just nerdy and not really a thing that you discussed openly without being ridiculed. So I don't know. Fuck you, man. <laughs> what crawled up his butt? Exactly, right? I mean, to which I say, I mean, I, let me just let me just go one, one step further. I think we all take comic books out of the equation. There are things that we enjoyed when we were kids that we all still like today. Like, if you grew up liking Alan Notre Dame, you still do. And yes. why is college football any less grown up than a Iron Man movie? It's just as meaningless as uh, fictional stories about characters. That uh, that's right. Who who actually in no way actually impacts your life? Yeah, unless you have a gambling problem. <laughs> so, so that's 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 all. I just want to touch on that. Yeah, you know, and I feel like when people say things like this, they're they're getting at the fact that because it's a book with pictures, that it's childish. And you know, at the root of things, like when someone says it, like Vision or Tom King's masterful works are like these great books of fiction, and they they poo poo the idea because it's you know, a graphic novel with pictures in it. Like it's the story and characters are still as good as something that you would like. If you read Harry Potter and really enjoyed Harry Potter, it's just in a full on novel like that. Like the author has got to describe every little thing that's going on. Whereas with the art it's done for you. So it's, it's just a different, I mean, and you're obviously aware of this, but it's just a different fucking medium to tell a story. <laughs> like what, yeah. what, like what is the, I mean, are there like children's comic books still to this day? Yeah. But you know, kids ain't reading Mr. Miracle or vision and you know, like some dark Batman stuff. Like it's yeah. like, I don't know. So whatever. Yeah. Lamar sucks. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think that, you know, to, to be, and then we can move on. Cause we have so much more fun stuff to talk about to be that ignorant towards, like you said, there are books that are not like the flashy pop, the popular ones that are truly, you know, very, very well written and yes, illustrated is that's your ignorance, buddy. Yeah. And you suck. Yeah, you do suck. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk some of those books. Okay. 
So we did mention last week that um, we saw the teaser of Ascender that's going to be coming out in April. Interestingly enough, this past week was the first sort of well in advance review of the first issue. Um, I joked that there was, there was going to be no way I was going to not read this, so and I stayed true to that. I, I read it. There were no spoilers or anything. Basically, just saying that it it's a fantastic book. Uh, the two creators know how to work well together. Um, you don't have to have read Descender to pick up what's happening, but if you did, it's that much more enjoyable to you. So listen, it's uh, counting down the days here. I see. I did not read this. I can't do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's no spoils of anything. So, but know. I just, I just, I'm so on the edge of my seat. And I also um, really like that this one's going to be magic focused. I know that sounds even worse, Bill Maher, but I, uh, I, I, <laughs> I like the idea of that magic. You son of a bitch. Oh, you bastard. Uh, that that could be the focus versus the machines of the first, you know, however long like Descender ran. I don't remember, 50 books, whatever it was. Um, but I, I'm enjoying it. I like the end. I, 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 all of it. Lemire, uh, Dustin Wynn, I'm, I'm in. Well, I uh, fully agree, obviously. Nope. Uh, we've got the first actual full-on trailer for Netflix's February debut of The Umbrella Academy. I mean, I, I'm in, buddy. Looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm really digging that they are putting some marketing behind it. I've seen commercials pop up in regular TV shows. It, it seems that they want it to succeed because I don't always see their original stuff get um, pushed like Promoted. this. Yeah. Um, so that's cool to see. Hopefully people catch on. It's a great book. I plan to go back through and read those first two trades before this starts. So I've got just a couple of weeks to do that to be fully up on things. But uh, it's uh, looking pretty good. Can't wait. I like it. Um, I'm also uh, I'm up to date on Deadly Class. Watched episode two last night. As am I. Still in it. To yeah, I it. like it. I like it. All right. Well, still listening I to also, the soundtrack. I, you know, I was listening to it uh, today uh, for some reason. Why? I'm not sure. But um, I find myself skipping a lot. That's all right. But I, but I still like. Yeah, you know, I, I enjoy. It. I feel like we have a. There's a lot of cure. There's a lot of. Um, Definitely not a cure that I found. I'd be like, I don't even know the song. Where's the stuff? <laughs> but even mm. still, but, but in general, I, I, I want to say if, if I was at a party and it was playing, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate. But if I'm on like a subway, I, I find myself skipping a lot. That's fine. It's uh, you know, it doesn't have to all be for you. That's very uh, political. I believe <laughs> for, for for class president. All right, the uh, debut review this week. We've got Oliver number one. This was series premiere. Award winning screenwriter Gary Wooda. From Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, teams would celebrate artist Derek Robertson, who did Happy and the Boys, for a new take on a literary classic with a futuristic twist. Oliver reimagined Charles Dickens' most famous orphan as a post-apocalyptic superhero, fighting to liberate a war-ravaged England while searching for the truth about his own mysterious origins. All right, so do you want to go first on this? Um, Jeez, what to say about this? Um... <laughs> Okay, so let's yeah. so let's let's jump in. So we we start with an opening scene, and it's a woman, and she is pregnant. Yes. And 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 wait for it, a dystopian future. Yes, of course. And uh, she gives birth right away in front of a bunch of bald people, mm-hmm. and then she's not dead. Yeah. And they don't know what they don't know what to do with this child. They want to kill it. And, and then we flash forward. Only three years to a child that appears to be much older than that. Did you catch that? Yeah. This, so I went. I, I was reading this, and I went back 
Like, I've kept reading, and then as he's jumping across buildings, looking pretty old, I'm like, did that say three years or 13? That's what I... And I yeah. went back, and I was like, three? This this fucking kid, he's, you know, he's genetic mutant or something here at three years old. Is he, though? Something's going on. I'm not going to stick around to find out what, but something's going on. Yeah, that's right. Are <laughs> you feeling so, the same? So, okay, so, then, so, so we learn that um, basically... Um, that uh that that oliver i guess that's his name i i did i guess did we determine this i guess so yeah um, they named him oliver it, so 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 he is indeed um uh, an albatross because he was born of man and wife or at least man and woman because there was a there was a, a war in the in the future of london and to make right by this the the english government manufactured clone people <laughs> and it never that's that's why he's so different it's so dumb god and and that is why he's different from the rest yeah okay cool i mean like if you're a big that. fan of dickens perhaps you you'll be into this um but i but, but, okay which reminds me what do i need to know about uh oliver twist that would inform this uh nothing thus far from what i remember of the one time i read oliver twist well then the name Oliver, right? Or am I missing something? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, either way, listen, it, it's a book. It exists. Somebody out there may really like it. I see it's got an eight on the comic book roundup. So, you know, that's a solid B in some people's minds. Perhaps it's but borderline C. Some people like it. it. I don't know. It's just a story that I'm not super into for, uh, for a myriad of reasons, but Hey, whatever. What are you going to do? What I'm going to do is read two new books next week that hopefully Get I like at, a little bit more. Get out of here. So this one out of Dark Horse. Is this Word? Uh, word or Wired. You take your pick. Okay. Word or Wired. W-Y-R-D, number one out of Dark Horse Comics. There are problems, cases, too strange for U.S. law enforcement to solve. Peter Word, or Wired, is the one who solves them. For a fee, of course. An unaging, invincible detective with a penchant for the strange... Wired is one is the one the government calls when things go very badly and very strange. The issue: Crimea, a failed attempt at recreating a certain U.S. super soldier, a monster roaming the countryside, a trail of bodies. Okay. This is writer Kurt Pyers who wrote the uh, fic, the fiction out of uh, Black Mask, which we read at least the first issue of way back when on this very show. Well, there you go. All right. Well, have so to it see must him be it, 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 it must be good. All right, and secondly, we've got Old Man Quill, number one of 12. The far-flung saga of the once and future Star-Lord begins. Meet Peter Quill. He used to be Star-Lord, you know, the legendary outlaw. But it's been quite some time since he's gone by that name. Taking over for his father as the Emperor of Spartax, Quill put the life of spacefaring adventure behind him for one of leadership and responsibility. Quill grew up, but things didn't go as planned. Decades have passed, and Peter is haunted by tragedy. Down and out, Quill's existence means nothing, until the former Guardians of the Galaxy drag Peter out of his funk for one last mission, the heist of a lifetime, and Quill's harrowing quest for redemption begins here. This right, is so, written by Ethan Sachs, who just finished up uh, Old Man Hawkeye, and art by Robert Gill, who has done things such as uh, Batwoman. I mean, so I enjoyed um, Ethan Sachs' uh, Old Man Hawkeye. I did. I, I did not finish like it, it, but yeah, I, I, what I read, I liked. I mean, you, you really should, but I don't like that it's going to go 12. To me, that's that's borderline too long. What would you for, What would you suggest, six or eight? Uh, I mean, I, I could even go the uh, the old uh, Heroes in Crisis. Was, is that eight or nine? Nine. I like that. Um, an, how long did Hawkeye go? Twelve. Okay. 
That's why. That's how I know that I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Understood. Well, either way, it's uh, I have high high hopes for that one. So uh, I think it looks pretty cool. They're certainly going to milk the uh, old man storylines. It seems. Well, I mean, these days. Uh, what else did you get to this week? So it was a pretty short week. Um, I didn't realize this, but I saw that we read uh, initially back like over the summer, I want to say. Uh, it took a break, and it came back um, this week. Um, uh, this is done by Carl Kreschel and Brendan Fletcher, who did Gotham Academy? Yes. Okay. So and this all involves it, – it is so beautifully drawn. And in fact, uh, Dustin Nguyen, who we've already discussed, our artist extraordinaire from Batman Gotham – Little Gotham, I should say, and Ascender and Descender – um, said that it looks like um, a high-end um, uh, animated movie, and I agree. So it involves a uh, a person who's guarding a tiger who is secretly the queen of her area. He's been turned into that tiger, and there's magic, and there's something. Um, that how, As clumsy as I describe it is why I'm like, why do I read this? But it looks so good. It does look fantastic. It does look good. Yeah. So yeah, and I didn't know it was going to come back. So that's that's something that I, I would consider holding on to for a little while longer, just because it just looks so good. And I, I I can't complain about I just that maybe it's just not for me. Like how much I don't care for necessarily like salmon steaks. I don't like salmon. <laughs> But people love salmon. It's it's pretty to look at. It's good for you. But you, you can prepare it so many ways. I hate it. So that's okay. is that is that clumsy? That's no. how I feel about it. regression fifteen. Speaking of books that I was like on my wits in. So Cullen Bunn, regression fifteen. This is this is the end of a book that involved like past lives and and possession and it's super violent and and cults and all this and. The book last month sort of set up a time jump, but also kept the current time in, in in the book as well. So it was like, what is going on? And so as I was reading this book, I kept being like, this is it. I can't I can't do this. I, I don't want to think this hard. I, you know, I gave it my best. And then I got to the last page and it goes, end. And I'm like, oh, I did it. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, I, I'm the kind of person that would run a marathon and would like crawl the last mile being like, one more one more uh block and then i'm just gonna like call a cab and then that would be the finish line that that would be me like fuck it i'm the i'm I'm in last place everyone's gone home it's dark oh we're done sweet so as you're reading you had no idea that it was like seemingly ending up ending i mean it had it had sort of the idea that this could this be but then again or could it be the setup of the next arc you know what i mean okay so oh, listen, I'm happy for you. You know, I don't think you actually care, but thank you for saying it. <laughs> and then uh, I'm still going. Yeah. And then I also read. Here, well, I mean, you can always pipe in. Uh, Uncanny X Men Annual Number One. So this is the rebirth of um, Ed Brisson did this, by the way. Of uh, Cyclops is back finally. He's been dead for a while. And the one thing that I've read about this treatment in a couple different places is that they have finally redeemed Cyclops as a character as not being a complete villainous douche after what he did during AVX. And we're talking years ago, man, right? Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. Where He should have left you. Where he... <laughs> thank you. Where he um, killed Professor X, Phoenix possessed, just just not a nice... That son of a bitch. Yeah, I, and, and And there are people that were like, he has the right idea. Militant approach to, you know, stop being up the mutant's asses, you know, planet Earth. 
but not a likable person at the same time. So he's back, and you know, there's a, there's a scene where he has a choice where he can go and help the X Men. Uh, did you finish Uncanny X Men? I don't see it in here, so probably not, huh? Uh, I have not. No, I've got one issue left to read. Then I'm not going to spoil what happened. Okay. So thank he, you. He, he had a choice to intervene in that book, and maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I'm not going to say. So, but in general, it sets up a, good, a pretty good uh, second act for Uncanny X Men, uh, the book proper. So that's what I did. Okay. Well, I did not finish Uncanny X-Men because I got caught up in, let's see, uh, on Twitter at some point, um, there was a tweet about, because there's been some some teasers about the Doom Patrol TV show coming out, and someone made note that on the DC Universe app, you could read uh, Grant Morrison's sort of full run on Doom Patrol, which spans uh, quite a few volumes. So just for shits and giggles and i looked it up on comiXology unlimited which i pay for unlike uh, dc universe and it also is on there <clears throat> so if you're wanting to read this you don't need to pay for dc universe quite yet if you already pay for comiXology unlimited so i quickly downloaded all of these and i have read the first volume of his and half of the second one which was like a whopping uh let's see at least in Comixology pages, it's a lot of pages thus far. Uh, oh, there uh, 186 uh, in the first volume, and I've probably done about 80 or so of the second. So so kudos to me there. I've knocked out about 270 pages of Doom Patrol, and uh, it, it's a fun read. It, it's, it seems like the perfect title for Grant Morrison to have written at this time. Um, you know, these characters that people didn't know about, I'm sure they gave him free reign at the time to come up with some crazy story and sort of do whatever he wanted. Uh, and it, it certainly feels that way and uh you know i'm excited to to get some backstory of these guys before before the show comes out that i'm interested in, in watching also you made a good point which is the dc platform which i investigated this morning i'm not gonna lie where i'm like i'm i'm tired of hearing about how good these shows are and also you get access to all those books I'm and old tv it. shows i didn't even see that actually to be honest with you i i saw only new stuff i saw doom patrol stuff i saw young justice stuff and then I just started – I fell down a rabbit hole before. I was like, what does this cost? Which is $70 a year. That's I not did bad. Learn that. That's not bad. That's a cost of cup of coffee. So I, I – you know, and Young Justice Outsiders and Titans have both gotten good reviews. Yes, that Titans as well. Um, I assume when Doom Patrol is about to hit, I will purchase this and watch watch those. Breeze through those other ones and watch that. Um, I think the first time that I initially downloaded it when I was going through, there were things like the Batman animated series and some old – older stuff that you have access to as well. So, you know, I don't know if I wonder how well the streaming service is doing. It's, it's definitely a different approach than sort of what Disney is doing with their streaming is going to like bundle in all those Marvel shows and with everything else Disney offers. Whereas, you know, if Warner brothers comes out with a streaming service, does it, do you get access to DC universe or do you have to only be a comic book nerd and buy a DC universe you know itself on the side so it's a weird setup but um, i've heard good things about the shows if you want some sort of backstory on all these people you know doom patrol is out there uh, it's a lot of fun a lot of off the wall type stuff and uh you know i'm enjoying it this far me too in theory through you <laughs> all right well let's run through this week's news all right what do we got dun 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 heroes in crisis number five which comes out this week will tease tom king's next limited series so the question is out there, what what is he going to attack now that Mr. Miracle is done? He's got his Batman run, and he was in crisis about halfway through. And he says that he does have uh, another character-driven miniseries story along the lines of Mr. Miracle and Vision um, in waiting, and that this issue will, will tease as to what it may be. So uh, keep your eyes out as you read it. 
What would you do? Seriously, what would you do if he teased that he was doing a limited series on Damian Wayne? Oh my lord! What would you do? I, I don't, I don't know. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop. Stop toying with my emotions. I'm sorry. I it's would just, um, it, pre-order it at the comic shop, and I would go every Wednesday that it came out. Would you really? That I would. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean I'm an emotional toyer. I can't help <laughs> you it. can hold me to that. I mean, I do it all the time. I work I with a guy. With, guy. I work with a guy, and I'm constantly uh, rattling him all the time. Be like, "You're fired." Just joking. <laughs> but not. I really. can't help. I, yeah, but but not really. You're nearly <laughs> demoted, and and you have to go on probation today. Yes. What's happening? Oh my lord! That took a dark turn. All right. Well, yeah, I'm a fucking terrible boss. Mask the good boss. <sighs> this is true. Which was I referring to? Anyways, you, we've got a. You uh, wouldn't know that. I was your <laughs> boss one once upon a time. Anyways, uh, let's get in here. Broke a break. teaser for a new DC movie uh, coming straight from Margot Robbie um, this week about Birds of Prey. So we get. This is surprising to me. Yeah, she posted a picture of herself dressed as Harley, and then this little teaser video comes out that shows off Harley Quinn, Black Canary, Huntress. Renee Montoya, Cassandra Kane, Black Mask, um, and Victor Zaz. I mean, I thought it was cool. Are we interested? I mean, I, I'm not going to lie because I feel like this is not. I feel like this was discussed a lot, and then it was like, "Are they going to make this?" And then I forgot about it, and then this came out, and I was like, "What channel is this on?" And I was like, "Oh, this is a real movie." Yeah, that's that. That, that was literally like my. You just read my mind. That, that's what I thought. Yeah. February 7th, 2020 is the release to this. Uh, here's what here's what I, what I will say. So Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn was, I think we can agree, the best part of Suicide Squad. Yeah. So the best thing that could happen for her was signing that deal, getting the hell out of Suicide Squad. Hopefully the sequel to that gets canned and, you know, make the Harley Quinn movie, make this Birds of Prey uh, make it better than those other than Suicide Squad. I mean, I think that's all. I want to see more Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, and I want to see it with like actual good stories and other characters. I'm with you. By the way, sidebar: I still watch Gotham the show. Okay. I know, I know. So there is an actress who is now playing basically Harley Quinn. They don't come out and say it, and she's gone through a little bit of an arc since she, since she was uh, debuted on the show. She's called Echo. Her real name is uh, Francesca Root Dodson. She went to Columbia, where I know where that's located. Uh-huh. And I got to tell you, buddy, I, there was like a psycho. This woman is so gorgeous. And the way that she does this character, I'm into it. I follow her on Instagram even. That sounds so nerdy, but I'm I do. typing Echo Gotham. Yeah, it's ECCO, not, not the way that you spell it in real life. Well, Google corrected me. There you go. Gotham's new character, Echo. I mean, she's been around for about half a dozen episodes now and she was originally just a normal character that got sort of corrupted did gotham just introduce harley quinn i mean i'm enjoying I, i'm greatly enjoying uh her on the show um, I, 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 who is playing I, this person her name is francesca root dodson i follow her on instagram <laughs> 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 i'll say it again i don't care <laughs> can we get her on the show i you know what though i wonder if i could i don't know if i could take it all right well listen Will Tom King write Damian Wayne, and will Francesca be on the show? I mean, have you seen her yet? Have you seen this picture yeah, for yet? Girl. Very nice. Don't you think? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just being. I'm just being honest here. I'm being honest about the way I feel. All right. Well, I'm happy for you. Uh, Amazon's Invincible enlists Walking Dead, Deadpool stars. Who do we got? 
Stephen Yen and Kari Payton, who also starred in the adaptation of Kirkman's acclaimed survival horror series The Walking Dead, have been cast in Amazon's adaptation. It's Kari Payton, by the way. Okay, whatever. Who also voices Cyborg on uh, Teen Titans Go. Okay, I like that. Um, I forgot that this was going to be an animated series. Yeah, uh, I, there's no other way to do it, man. There's no other way. Is it it's that I, insane? Yes, and I, I, I actually... I don't think I would like it if it was live action. I think the way that it was done uh, with illustrations was just perfect for the way it goes. Okay. Well, I could potentially get into this uh, if for only one thing and that, that there is an ending to this book, right? Like yes. Like ended? Yep. yep. Last okay. year. Cool. Whereas The Walking Dead continues. Yeah, I know. Just get rid of it. <laughs> Do you still watch that show? Nope. Wow. I, I, yeah, I built it on, bo- on both of them. And I, that's, that, that's, that's a lot for me. I really was like you invested a lot of time in that show. I it was so good for so long, and it was appointment TV. And uh, some friends of mine back home used to have like dinner and dead night, where we make like food and like, which seems weird. You would eat and watch that show. But, <laughs> Wasn't there like a board game too? Yeah, and you know though it was so dumb. It, it was like nobody lived. <laughs> you know, and, just, and that's how the show works. Nobody lived. Uh, Kirkman, man, God bless you. Milk it. Yeah, for all it's worth. Just like we are with the show. Yeah. Well. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, until next week, uh, read up on your comics and uh, tune in for uh, two new debut reviews. Uh, Word slash Wired, number one, and Old Man Quill. Too many comics.com. Hit us up.